0: Welcome to the Poisoners' Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries. And creating curious cocktails inspired by the desert we And it's episode 184. Speeding through. Speeding, Speeding through. Speeding through the ages. And we're in a different location. We are. We are in Nick's flat. We're in the blue room. We are in the blue room. <laughs> oh, that's a very good name for this room. Oh, I like it. Yep. So, first time we're recording in Nick's flat. So, if there's lots of echoing and it's, weird it's,
1: stuff. It's a, yes, it's a weird acoustic going on.
0: Well, yeah, because you've got some stuff in here. Yeah. It's n- more
1: things on walls and stuff <laughs> to absorb <laughs> noises. Foam. 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 A padded cell, yes. if you will. Egg. Not I was like, egg cups. No, like egg boxes. <laughs>
0: Imagine if you had loads of egg cups just on the wall.
1: <laughs> Nailing egg like, cups to the wall. You all
0: walk in like, well, Nick's lost it. <laughs> <Yes. Something's gone laughs> oh, horrible. it's so
1: beautiful. Something's gone horribly wrong <laughs> there. But, but it's a...
0: beautiful. It's an inky blue. Oh, it's lovely. It's mm. very nice. It's and getting, I, yeah, there. Yeah. It's getting yeah. there. getting there. Yeah, we're nicely settled in. Well, mm. I say we. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel we're like okay. I've lived here. I've just been moving stuff this around. Is this is true.
1: How are you, Nick? I'm all right. Tired. Knackered. Yeah. Painty. <laughs> stuff going on. Boxes. Ooh. Just <laughs> boxes, boxes, boxes everywhere.
0: Boxes, boxes. boxes watch you at night. Oh, oh, they really do.
1: Oh, you're tired for Christmas. Tired. I know. Christmas. And Christmas is tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you've got your family thing well, tomorrow. It's a big family
1: Christmas this weekend. And it's mm. like, there's lots to do. And I have, I've I still got to do shopping. Oh, oh, no. And I've got deliveries coming tomorrow. And I need to go shopping. And it's just like, there's
0: not enough time. There's not enough time there's at Christmas time. not enough time. time.
1: <laughs> so, but it'll get there. And all shall be well.
0: Oh, she'll be well. By this time next week, you'll just be permanently drunk.
1: Oh, this time, this time next week, when it comes to actual Christmas, I'll be great. I've got a nice five days off. Mm. I should be bumbling around arranging my books, building some Lego, <laughs> drinking a case of fizz.
0: <laughs> that sounds perfect. That's, yeah, can't perfect wait. Christmas. It's gonna be grand. All of us will be very, very jealous. Messaging you, going, "What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm having fun without you. Go away." <laughs>
0: Don't look at
1: me in my flat. It's
0: my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, any poisonings this
1: week? No, I've been too busy. No, no, too busy. Too busy. Yep, no, your dance yes. card is full. The box monster. <laughs> what? I <laughs> don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's a lot of boxes.
0: That's something I feel you should poison. <laughs>
1: a box monster. A box monster.
0: That <laughs> you've just allowed to live in the house. I don't have time th- to deal th- with I think, you. I think, I
1: think allowed is a, st- is a strong way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: The, what does the box monster do? I don't do? know.
1: Just grumbles and says, I'm a box. And I go, oh, it's, a fucking, it's not a fucking box. And they just replicate, I'm sure. It's like, I come into a room and there's no boxes. I leave the room and come back and there's 12 boxes. And it's like, where are the boxes coming from? Oh, they're breeders. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I
0: like it. Like gremlins. You put water yeah, on them. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, it's not good. Well, speaking of the box monster and why you should fear it with your lives, Absolutely. I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon
1: subscribers. Yes, indeed. They're all boxes. <laughs> <laughs> don't know where that came from, but thank you very much to everyone who has joined us over the past 400 years of doing this show. You've all been bloody marvellous, and we could have done it without you.
0: Patreons really do support And make this show happen And everyone on there is a delight It's a beautiful community Supporting us doing Even more episodes Every single week That's what we do on Patreon And we put out more bonus content We have chats We have live book clubs So thank you From the bottom of our hearts To the beautiful beautiful Patreons out there And also a big thank you To all of our listeners Who Mm -hmm. are not at this time Patreon subscribers It's flexible We love you We appreciate you You, You're wonderful, wonderful Wonderful people Wonderful well, Nick, are you ready?
1: Possibly. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. This Is, is this a box monster impression? <coughs> is this what you think a box monster sounds like? Because you're way off.
0: What does a box monster sound? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <this is laughs> I think it's, it's probably monster. different to every person. <laughs> i a box monster. Or, or. Or. Or different voice for the box monster. <laughs> or
1: to drink. <laughs>
0: or to drink poison and talk about cocktails. <laughs>
1: Whichever one makes you leave. Because <laughs> they're both really scary.
0: Well, it's a monster. It's supposed to be scary. Should we go with the first one?
1: Yeah, whatever that one was, yes. Hooray, hooray, hooray.
0: Yes, it is Nick's story this week. and We can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. Nick, your secret ingredient is... It's fire! Fire! Fire. Da, 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 Which I was amazed we've not done
1: before. I was convinced we had. And I went through the list. And I, we've done a bonfire before. Oh, a bonfire. Um, but, but not just, just, not just good old-fashioned fire. No, just, but good old-fashioned fire. Because bonfire yeah. is very specific. Very specific thing. Very specific yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But fire. Fire. Yes. Uh, Cleanses. Well, that it does. Lovely. And there's so much we could do with that. So there's smoke and there's embers and there's wood and whatever else makes fire.
1: Yes. Orange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you make a cocktail... <laughs> And orange is the predominant ingredient. I think my respect level uh-huh. will go down and then go up massively for you. Wish I wish I had now. I really <laughs> wish I had. It's
1: got orange in it. <laughs> just the colour. Not, not the fruit. It's just, it's just the colour. <laughs> it's just a concentrated orange. A lump of pure green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that has to be an ingredient at one point. Maybe that's Christmas. <laughs> Maybe. A lump of purest green.
1: <laughs> Imagine all the chartreuse and cocktails.
0: <laughs> yeah. Before we did this episode... Nick suggested that you could put chartreuse in hot chocolate, and and I nearly left. It really was a sticking point. I was like, oh, I "No, no, I, no, no, I think it'll be tasty." I I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, it, it was traumatizing to me, yeah. and I've only just got over it. Well,
1: and you bring it up again,
0: I know because it haunts me. <laughs> Give it to the box monster. See if it quells him. Well, with fire, yeah. As your ingredient. Yeah. Are we having an orange? We're
1: not having, just as an orange. (laughs) Just an
0: orange being thrown. There you go. Make
1: your own cocktails. We're not. As much as I wish I had done that, (laughs) we're not having that. What are we having? We are having a fireman's sour. Oh, okay. That's weird sounding. Fireman's sour. I don't know. Well,
0: no, I love a sour, but a fireman's sour? A fireman's sour don't think I've ever heard of a sour that's not like a whiskey sour or a Disarano sour that's not just named the liquor
1: and then sour. Fireman sour. F- yes. <laughs> Compressed fireman. Juiced fireman.
0: I kept thinking like fireman Sam, but pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that after dark special. <laughs> just
1: really, he's just really, really bitter and angry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on this job too damn long. He's got PTSD
0: and he's just in his therapist's office. Drinking heavily, he's a sour man. (laughs) Yeah, screw fireman Sam. Okay, good. I'm excited to see what what will happen. As am I. Yeah, as
1: am I. Can it live up to the hype now?
0: (laughs) Well, I think it is high time for us to skip into the new poisonous cabinet kitchen Mm. and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a minute. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick. We mm. have the Fireman Sour.
1: Fireman Sour.
0: It looks weird.
1: It looks weird.
0: Well, it's got a foamy head. It's got a foamy head. But it's all kind of pink. Like
1: like, Fireman. What? I don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, they do use foam? Well, exactly. Right, but not on the heads. Not on the heads. Famously, they're not allowed to do that and put it on their heads and go, ha, 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 look at me. Famously.
1: <laughs> Famously.
0: <laughs> yeah, they kind of get yelled at for using up their supplies. <laughs> anyway, yes, so mm. like a fireman, it has a foamy head. Yeah. But it's it's pink. Is it pink? It's pink.
1: It's a pinky ready sort It's of a pinky thing. ready.
0: Um, yeah. This is quite nice this week. Well, well almost, because of the last few weeks months let's face it where the poisonous cabinet has been stored in my house Mm. Uh, i tend to know sort of half of what's in the drink because (laughs) nick just goes have we got any of this have we got that make sure there's plenty of that but also forget everything i just said yeah pretty much this week you have access to the full cabinet and i don't know what's in it except that i know that there's eggs in this because you said bring eggs yes egg white yeah so there's egg white in this there's an egg white and you needed limes. Maybe you just wanted limes in the I house. I just like a lime. You just like having a lime. Yeah, like, like, like to go to bed with a lime, lime in your hand.
1: Evening,
0: so. <laughs> just like to know their clothes. Exactly. Mm, yeah, soothing. It's, just, it's a comfort thing. <laughs> Do they ward off the box monster? <laughs> it's the only thing that repels them. <laughs> Jesus. Actually,
1: yes, it's a sprinkle lime juice because mm, I don't come with the metro.
0: Yeah. Some people have wolf spain against <laughs> vampires. You have lime juice.
1: salt or something. So against people against people the, witches.
0: Well, I mean, think oh, yeah. about it. It'd be lime it's juice. Logical. It's gonna Yeah, it's going to make the cardboard disintegrate
1: yeah let's go with that
0: i hope someone's writing this down <laughs> this is the stuff great novels are made of mm. anyway but pinky foamy heady i think yeah. we should dive in
1: let's give it a go all right
0: merry christmas, merry christmas to the new cabinet it's a sour
1: yeah it's pleasant it's perfectly fine
0: it's perfectly fine it's not exciting it doesn't have a big aftertaste sour sharp not getting a lot of flavor
1: hmm i'm both slightly disappointed with that one yeah I was hoping for a bit more.
0: I mean, I will drink it because it's a oh yeah a sour is always quite pleasant to drink. But so it's this not it's
1: not unpleasant, but I was hoping it might be a bit more punchy. Something, something going on, yeah.
0: Well, what could the bread be? Is there is there a specific
1: there is a specific red thing? Is it a syrup? It is.
0: Oh, is it raspberry? No. Mm. <laughs> Thought I had you there. <laughs> a, a, a grenadine. Name, grenadine. Grenadine. Hey. Yes. Okay, so grenadine lime is lime. there
1: lime in it lime. it's incredibly simple this one possibly too simple too I, simple, too simple. I, I should have i played it safe i played it safe and i oh, regret did it you? Yeah.
0: Right. okay well i honestly don't know what else is in this i could guess at anything because i'm not really getting many other flavors rum
1: so,
0: oh rum R-rum. oh i never guess rum mm-hmm. i bloody never guess basically
1: rum. like it's a daiquiri sour oh all right because so you've got rum uh-huh. lime Uh and sweetness and sugar from the grenadine Grenadine. with an egg white oh okay so it's basically yeah it is a a daiquiri sour i'm not loving it it's it's perfectly fine i i mm. should have been more adventurous
0: well i mean how could you have been more just
1: a different with a different cocktail there are many many fire based cocktails out there yes so yeah
0: a lot of people were very hopeful that you would be using fireball whiskey yes and I feel like you will never do that in your life. I
1: think it's probably very unlikely you know, that, will ever, that that will ever happen.
0: It's not only the amount of mentions, the amount of gifts that were sent
1: of Fireball. Um, must it, be, I've never had it, I must admit. It's,
0: I don't think I've ever had it. It's very um, much an American yeah. thing, I think, unless I'm wrong. I mean, I'm sure we can get it over here. Oh, I'm sure, yes, absolutely. I'm sure it's It's, it's much more of a... Isn't that a... I don't okay, know. Okay, I'm going to show my ignorance here. So so Fireball Whiskey's got cinnamon in it, hasn't I it? I believe so, yes. So that gives it the spice. Is is a Boilermaker... Oh, I don't know. ...with a Fireball shot of whiskey? So a is usually a beer and a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I could be lying here. But is it the Fireball don't. I
1: don't I do, know. I, do. I, I could not... Let us know, people. Yes, let us know, because I. Because this is where my cocktail ignorance is... <laughs> but no, I, have no idea. I mean
0: cocktail is just a shot of cinnamon whiskey <laughs> do people like it do people enjoy Fireball I have a very good memory of a girl there was a video that went viral of her dad who was decorating his basement and he'd been drinking and he called her down and says, I'm going to make a how-to video on how to decorate the basement. And it was just him drunk and then dancing to get more Fireball Whiskey from the freezer. Okay.
1: So. Well, why haven't we got that? Sounds I great. know.
0: It sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, Everybody sounds,
1: has it. Yeah. Sounds like we're missing a trick. Right. Well, next week, don't care what the ingredient is, we're having a bottle of Fireball Whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> going to be our Christmas episode. <laughs> Nick and Sinead <laughs> drinking a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> I
0: mean, that's pretty much what people want. We need to do something fun for the Christmas episode. So... A, a sour daiquiri sounds good on paper, yeah, but it's a bit disappointing. It is a bit really. disappointing.
1: It's a bit. It's a bit nothingy. Just so, just to clarify for people who aren't too sure, a uh, genuine cocktail sours have an egg white. So if you see anything sour on a menu, it's going to have egg white. It's going to have that sort of foamy, very smooth, silky sort of texture to Nothing. it, and that's that's what your classic sort of sour cocktail is. And yeah, yeah, you have whiskey sours and serrano sours and. A billion umpteen types of sours mm, but if, and you, if you're not a fan of an egg white, keep away from your, your, your sours.
0: There, there are vegan versions of uh, yes, everything you know, to the the give you the aqua mouthfeel. Farm. Well, I think that actually works, to be honest. It gives you uh, the mouthfeel because you're not tasting the egg. No, indeed not. No, I mean, unless you're into that sort of thing. Mm. You have a fried egg on the side. <laughs> I really like a whiskey sour mm. and I like a Disarano sour. Yeah, as there, well.
1: there's some very good ones. It's classic, classic for a reason, but, but yeah, you this need is a, not one of
0: them. A Boulder. A bolder liquor. Maybe if you'd mm. use dark. What kind of rum did you use?
1: The the well, the recipe call actually called for a white rum, which I didn't have, so I've used a three year old. Oh, because that's the nice. Sort of rum. So maybe yeah, so a, a different flavour. But maybe maybe something a bit darker. Maybe is... something like spiced rum potentially. You might have a, a bit of warmth ah. to it. Might be an interesting sort of.
0: Oh, maybe we'll whip that up. The thing, yeah. You've got a spare egg. We'll see what I've happens. Got a spare egg. Oh, very nice. Well, with the fireman's sour, I don't know why it's called a fireman's. Oh, sour. I think it's just red. That's rubbish. I think
1: that's probably the only reason. I can't think of any other reason why.
0: As we've established, orange, orange. is the colour. Oh, I suppose the fire and truck's red. Isn't and
1: the fire it? truck's are red as well. Well,
0: with the fireman's sour yes. in hand. We'll, mm. we'll drink it. Is it time for a story? Nick? It
1: most certainly is time for a story. Yay! Absolutely. Now, I was quite intrigued. So when we put this ingredient on. shape they put this ingredient out. A lot of people came back with a, a story I'd never heard of. Actually, which is not the one we're telling today, but I thought oh, it was quite interesting. A hmm. number of people mentioned there was a, a garment fire, factory fire, oh. in the early 1900s oh, in ooh, the, okay. New York and things, which apparently killed. It's like the worst, sort of like industrial, sort of yeah. factory disaster. So it's not that. I did look into that, one. I don't think there's any foul play suspected. In that mm. one, it wasn't a, yes a dreadful horrible thing,
0: but also a lot of people mentioned the Great Fire of London. Yes, which I'd love to do as a story, yes. but again, again flour flour plate, more accidental bakery, <laughs> bakery related. Yeah, well, we bakery
1: related. We could do cake. Okay, do it then because we can have some cake.
0: Well, if people feel like the Great Fire <laughs> of the London is is acceptable, maybe for Christmas episode, <laughs> write in what all the crimes that happened. Absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You say the, okay, these things have mm, were not sort of crime related. It's, it's entirely possible that today's episode is not crime-related at all.
0: What are we doing, Nick? Well, the thing is, we don't,
1: we don't know. So oh. today we're going to have... It's a very sad story, I have to say. say okay. now. It's a very sad story. It is quite a heartbreaking story of the Sodder family.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Are you familiar with the Sodder family? I do
0: not know the story at all. Uh-huh. It's a name that is mentioned. Mm. do not know a thing about it.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a case. It's a story that has been described as either an awful tragedy, a great mystery. But we, as I say, we really don't know if there is even a, a crime to answer for. Hmm. But it is certainly a tale worth telling. Okay, So that is what we're going to do today. So we'll start with George Sodder. Now, George was born Giorgio Sodu in Sardinia in mm. Italy, in 1895. Mm. He immigrates to the United States at the age of 13 with his older brother. Nice. Um, his brother doesn't really like it. He ends up returning to Italy. But George Sodder, as he becomes known, sort of an um, Americanized version of his name, mm-hmm. he sticks it out. Nice. He finds work on the railroads in Pennsylvania he starts off with really pretty low-level stuff. He's sort of delivering water and supplies to other labourers and things like that. Okay, um, right. so, he's The laborer's yeah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But he works incredibly hard. And within a few years, he's become a driver. He's driving trucks around. Then Wait. a few years after that, he actually ends up owning his own trucking company.
0: Okay. That's, that's yeah. So he's
1: absolutely the the American dream, indeed. So he he is well he arrives and he works well, he starts hard, starts his own, business, starts right, his own okay. business, and hugely successful. But he ends up say running this trucking company that is hauling coal around West Virginia. At some point during his life there, he meets up with Jenny Cipriani. Now she is the daughter of another Italian immigrant, and the pair fall in love and they marry. Now they move into quite a, a nice large two-story house on the outskirts of Fayetteville in West Virginia. Ah, Yes. Now the I town it's oh no I've no idea where it is, but it sounds lovely. The West ta- Virginia,
0: lovely, yeah. lovely.
1: The town has quite a large Italian expat community nice. okay. to it. So it seems like the perfect place for them to settle and to start a family. And they really do start a family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that does sound like you were building up to them, them to start shagging. Start shagging oh, continuously. God. How many? In
1: nineteen twenty-three, George has gonna
0: say nineteen children then. Yes, yeah,
1: so they have a one thousand nine hundred twenty-three <laughs> children. <laughs>
0: Shooting them out, they were. That's how babies but are born. In in
1: 1923, they have the fir- their first of ten children. Oh,
0: good, 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 go! They have
1: so they're, they're good going. Absolutely, the last one, a daughter named Sylvia, is born in 1942. So no. over the span of sort of like nineteen years, oh, well, they yeah, have yeah. they have ten okay. kids. Okay. George's business. And the sort of family grows and grows and grows. And they become one <laughs> of the most respected families in the area, nice. really. Absolutely. They Good are well-established, indeed. George has this reputation. He is a hard-working, hard-working no-nonsense sort of chap. Mm. He has strong opinions about many, many things. Whether you wanted to hear them or not, <laughs> <laughs> he, he will he will tell you his opinion. He is not shy about expressing himself.
0: I want to meet the businessman, the successful businessmen, but who were... <laughs> Fine with nonsense.
1: Absolutely. people say
0: they're no nonsense people who is tolerating nonsense. Oh, I tolerate
1: a lot of nonsense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll just let this happen. We'll just let it go. No, that's bollocks. You're talking bollocks, I tell you. (laughs) I don't care about your weekend.
1: One of his subjects that he is most passionate about is his strident dislike and opposition to Mussolini, who has just taken power in Italy at this point. He is he's firmly anti-fascist which goes against a number of quite a quite a large part of the community the well, expat community yeah. um in Fayetteville and it leads to some very heated arguments yeah. with other members there who are very pro Mussolini's it, it reforms ragey, and things was, absolutely yeah, yeah. and obviously it was very popular yeah. so yeah but, but George was very much no. and yeah he made himself a few enemies with the, with his political beliefs mm-hmm. so now we're going to move forward slightly to 1945 okay so the family have had a lovely Christmas Eve so it's the 24th <laughs> oh. of December oh. George and Jeannie they have celebrated with nine of their children Joe who's the second oldest he is in the army and he's been deployed abroad <laughs> but they've got <laughs> the nine of the other kids with them
0: nice okay and this image that one of them was just out on the porch going we don't like you. we just don't yeah. like him <laughs> at christmas they like no, he was can in... we come in for a crumb no no
1: he was in the barn
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've disappointed us greatly <laughs>
1: so we've got john tw- who's 22 who works with his father joe 21 who's in the army mm-hmm. we've got marion who's 19 she's the oldest daughter then we've got George Jr., 16, Maurice, 14, Martha, who's 12, Louis, who's 9, uh, another Jenny, who's 8, Betty, 5, and then finally, two-year-old Sylvia. Nice. All having a jolly, lovely Christmas time.
0: That's a lovely Christmas. It's a
1: lovely, well, mad, hectic Christmas, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, mad
0: and hectic, but you <laughs> kind of go, oh, this is why we yeah. do it, isn't it? Yeah. the warm by the fire. Exactly. And your cocoa. Yeah.
1: Now, marion say the oldest daughter she works at a store in town and she's bought gifts for her younger siblings and oh things God. and they're all having a lovely time at christmas they're allowed to stay up a bit later than their normal bedtime it's christmas go on play with your new toys have a, have a lovely time <laughs> as long as your chores are done you can oh, yeah. stay up past your bedtime fair enough at around 10 p.m jenny she goes off to bed she leaves marion and the kids right up yep they'll sort themselves out okay at around twelve thirty in the morning, the telephone rings. Waking Jenny, she goes downstairs to answer the telephone. Mm-hmm. The caller is a woman whose voice she doesn't recognise. There's a the sound of laughter and sort of clinking glassware and chatter in the background. And this unknown woman asks for a name that Jenny is not familiar with. She just tells the caller, "I have no idea who you're talking about. You wrong reached number. wrong, yeah. wrong number. Fine." She later recalls the woman had a very peculiar weird laugh when she when she Ew. said you you got the wrong number that she gave us a really weird odd laugh and then hung up oh that's not the face nice. which was a bit disturbing so jenny's like oh, that was a bit weird but I she did. said okay fine yeah wrong number whatever as she's going back to bed she notices that in the the sort of the front room the the lights sit on the curtains haven't been drawn as mm. the kids would normally do before they go to bed she goes to have a look she finds marion passed out on the sofa oh okay. None of the other kids are there. She seems. oh, they must have all just gone to bed. Left mm. their big sister on the sofa. So, hammered on Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> hammered hammered right. on Bailey's. Knackered from playing with the, the little ones. She, Jenny, draws the curtains, turns the lights off, leaves Marion to sleep on the sofa <laughs> oh, and okay. goes goes back to bed. Uh-huh. She's woken again at 1am. And that? she heard some, She hears something hit the roof. Something hits the roof and then sort of rolls off. Santa? <laughs> Potentially Santa? She doesn't... Tis the
0: night before Christmas?
1: Yeah, she, she listens for a while. She doesn't hear anything else. She drifts back off to sleep again. Okay. Half an hour later, she wakes up again. Okay. But this time it's to the smell of smoke.
0: Shut up. No. Ooh.
1: She wakes her husband, George, who's snoring, his head off next to her. They open the bedroom door to find the hallway full of smoke <gasps> and the stairs leading up to the other bedrooms full of flames. Jesus! The fire appears to have started in George's office downstairs, but it is quickly, quickly spreading. Jenny and George, they shout for their children to get them out of the house. John, George Jr., Marion and Sylvia, they all make it out to safety outside. However, Maurice, Louis, Martha, Jenny and Betty, they are nowhere to be seen. They, these younger children, they share bedrooms up on the top floor oh, of the house. Despite George's best efforts, the flames are too severe for him to reach the top floor. He is unable to get inside. So he races round to the side of the house where he knows they, they keep a long ladder to access the roof yeah. and things. So he's, all right, I get the ladder, get it up to our window. The ladder's not there. What? The ladder is always there. The lad- That's where the ladder lives. The ladder is gone. It is missing. He runs to one of his trucks that is parked nearby. He thinks, well, if I get the truck up to Back the side up, of the building, yeah, I can on get on it. top of the truck, blah, blah, blah. The truck won't start.
0: What the what? The, what?
1: He goes to a second truck. The truck won't start. Oh,
0: this is not good.
1: He is now desperate to get up to his this his children, of course. Very distressing. It's I said, it's not, a, it's, not a happy, it's not a particularly happy story. Mm. He manages to scale the wall, sort of barefoot, sort of climbing up the side of the building, and he reaches the attic window. He smashes the attic window, cuts his arm badly on the broken glass, yeah. and he's calling out for his children. There is no answer. There's no mm. s- noise at all from inside and so the imagine. the blood on his on his arm causes him to fall back he sort of oh. loses his grip and he, he falls back to the ground again one last ditch attempt he tries to scoop water out of a rain barrel to try and douse some of the flames but the, wa- the water is frozen solid in the barrel so he has no luck by this time the house is engulfed in flame Really, George, Jenny and the four children who have got out can only watch it as it burns to the ground, presumably with the other children still inside. Within hours there is nothing left. There's charred timbers, rubble and a bit of the basement. That is all that is left of the Sodder family home. Christ yeah so yeah it's, yeah it's not a it's not a not a happy situation no,
0: did not know this story this yes this is horrible this is this is
1: horrible <laughs> i
0: will b- require more alcohol to get through this clearly <laughs> while
1: all this has been going on marion has she's run to one of the neighbors to try and call the Fayetteville fire department to run get mm. through get someone out here she gets no response the neighbour mm. tries to call, there's there's no response. Another neighbour who has seen the flames and the smokes also tries to call, but again cannot get through. No one is responding. Mm. The neighbour eventually he drives into town to track down the fire chief, a chap called F. J. Morris. Yeah. Though the fire station is only two and a half miles away from the sodder family house, uh-huh. it takes them seven hours <gasps> to get to the scene. The crew don't arrive till eight o'clock in the morning. What? Chief Morris, he later comes out with this explanation, this excuse that well, that the fire department is now woefully undermanned. A lot of the firefighters have been called away, have been conscripted, have been called away. So there's okay. there's very little, right? They, they, 5, yeah. But... So there are very very few people there. It doesn't help that the chief himself cannot drive the fire truck, so he no. has he has yeah. to wait for one of the other men to to come in to drive the fire truck to the site.
0: Were any of these people actually firemen? Or was it Christmas Day and yeah. they were all just eating turkey and they going, just, "Yeah, absolutely. we'll get a bullet I don't know, at midnight. They were pissed. All,
1: yeah, pissed, hangover, sleeping, snoring oh, heads Christmas
0: off. Eve, all been out singing and dancing and yeah. And then it's like, get out here. Like, oh, someone else will go. If mm. they are volunteers as well, like, at that time. Yeah. Eventually, Um,
1: mm. they arrive and they find this smouldering ruin with the surviving sort family desperately searching for any sign of the the missing children. Yeah,
0: they're all going, thank God you arrived. Thank God you arrived.
1: Eight hours after the fire started. Thank you so much. Mm. Um... The, the police and the firemen conducted a quick investigation on site by 10 o'clock, so they've never been the two hours. Two hours is enough time for a thorough, thorough investigation into of these it things. Is. Chief Morris informs George and and Jenny that the fire had been caused by faulty wiring. He also goes on to say that they had found no trace whatsoever of the children in the ruins. What? There's, there's no... There's no evidence of bodies, there's no remains or anything like that. Uh, He is entirely convinced that the, the fire has burned hot enough to completely cremate, dispose of any human remains whatsoever in there. Okay. Which of course George and Jenny take it completely at face value why would he lie about such a thing so absolutely they're convinced their family have just been entirely consumed by by flames a coroner convenes an inquest for the very next day Mm. and he determines that yes absolutely there's no human remains were found the five children there's they must have perished in the fire the only explanation was that they perished in the fire again the chief gets up again and says yes the fire burned hot enough that they completely cremated the bodies
0: but the, the fire chief has arrived eight hours later mm-hmm. and based on just assumptions
1: uh, based on a quick cursory we can't find anything uh,
0: yeah i guess uh,
1: we can't we can't find any obvious remains Therefore, the only explanation is uh-huh. that they must have been completely burned.
0: I mean, it's possible. It, I mean, it happens. But the fire, the fire burned go... for a couple
1: of hours. It was two, very intense, yeah. but the fire only burned until the building was consumed, and then it was just smoldery. But that is that is what the coroner chooses to accept this uh, sort of ex- explanation, and he issues the death certificates to that attributing the cause of death to fire or suffocation of these five missing children the funeral for the five sodded children takes place on the 2nd of january 1946 george and jenny are far too grief stricken to attend to do anything they leave they leave their five remaining children to attend to things to organize things while they sit in their own grief As time passes, the family begins to try and rebuild their lives and grief starts to fade. George and Jenny start to question the official findings about the fire. This is the official Mm. explanation they have been given. The fire chief had told George to leave the site of the fire undisturbed. They might at some point in the future be able to get some specialists down from somewhere to carry out another investigation. Just leave it as it is and if we can, we'll get someone out to have a look. But we don't know when that'll be.
0: Yeah, we don't know that. Be- we don't know when that'll be. You tampering with it is the big problem. The elements, yeah.
1: fine, yeah, absolutely fine. George and Jenny, they they cannot bear to look at this. Mm-hmm. What was their home and the, what their they children, think is the grave of their children? So George bulldozes the land and he covers it over in a big old pile of earth, and they create a memorial garden, okay. on the site to their their lost children. And Jenny. Tends the garden for the rest of her life but as i say as they start reviewing the official records they find that they disagree with many of the findings that were oh. that were presented there were fast there seem to be far too many unanswered questions um, and unusual circumstances that had occurred either before or during the fire and they want answers they want to know exactly what what happened to their family to their children they wondered why if the blaze had been caused by electrical problems the family's christmas lights had remained on for a long time Ooh. as the fire was still going they both distinctly remembered as they were searching and calling for their children the christmas lights were still on if electrical fault had been caused surely that the lights would have would have gone out and it would, the whole house would have been in darkness apart from the flames but no they all very clearly remember electricity was still was still there george also remembers an odd encounter it happened a couple of months beforehand back in october 1945 when a stranger had appeared at that at the home asking for work with one of george's companies the men had walked around the gardens as they chatted when the chap pointed to one of the fuse boxes on the side of the wall and from the back of nowhere says this is going to cause a fire someday Oh, George is thought this is a strange comment to make, especially as the wiring had only just the week previously been inspected by the power company. Yeah, and they said nope, spot on, your wiring's grand, ah. big seal of certificate <laughs> of yep, sorted. But now someone's here going, "Well, it looks dodgy."
0: Someone's walking around the scene very much going, "Oh, that yeah. might cause that a might fire." That might cause you a
1: fire at some point in the future.
0: I wouldn't know anything about yeah. that. Though that
1: same month, a, a a Life insurance salesman had been visiting the house trying to sell the family a uh, policy. Now, George is having none of it, and this chap was rebuffed. But this salesman became completely irate and warned George that his house would go up in smoke. What? He says, Your house is go up in smoke, and your children will be destroyed.
0: Jesus, wow. Which okay, seems, that's a hard
1: sell. seems quite, quite ambitious. yeah, quite over the top.
0: I don't know, have you ever met an insurance salesman?
1: Well, <laughs> they are quite pushy. Yeah, it's so, like they
0: come at you house. oh, this is an entire death trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm surprised you're alive right now. Yeah, I have this you, policy. If you, if you
1: don't get this policy, then your children will be entirely destroyed. Yeah,
0: that, well, that's how they sell.
1: And yeah. yeah. But also the salesman is tracked down as well. And it said that he has made the comments due to the dirty remarks George had been making about Mussolini. <laughs> so apparently, this 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 insurance salesman was a was a fervent fascist and bre- believer in Benito's policies, right. and had taken umbrage with George's vocal opposition. Oh. um, and so made these comments about, oh yes, house about on Bernan uh, Bernan. House of down and your family will be destroyed because you don't like. The fascist government of <laughs> So right. calm. Okay, yeah. good
0: insurance salesman then. Yeah. Good
1: insurance salesman indeed. Then there's the question of the missing ladder. The ladder had stood by the side of the house for years and years and years. It rarely moved, and when it did, that's where it lived. They found the ladder at the bottom of an embankment, about hundred feet away, just lying on the ground. There is no explanation about who moved it, when it was moved, how it got there. No one knows. Yeah. A telephone repairman told the sodders that the house's phone line had not been burnt through as people had suspected but had been cut the phone line had been cut now (laughs) not only was this by someone who was willing to climb a 14 foot pole and uh-huh. and reach out on top of the pole, reach out about three foot mm. to get to where it had been cut. So somebody, someone who was quite confident at doing this and probably ex- had skills in these sort of things. Oh, they had very long secateurs. Or very, very, very long secateurs. Jeez, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, the phone line had been cut. A man who had been discovered stealing a block and tackle, a pulley set, mm-hmm. from a neighbour's property at round about the same time that the fire had started was identified and arrested. He admitted to the theft and claimed that he had been one who, the one who cut the phone line. Okay. He had cut the phone line. He thought it was a power line, he's mm. saying, but he cut it, got the wrong line. He denies having anything to do with the, the fire whatsoever. But there is no record of who the suspect was, what oh, his really? name was, where he came from, why he would want to have cut any utility lines to the, the sodder house right. is entirely unexplained.
0: Right, so they just—we know that someone, cut, someone said that they someone, cut the line.
1: Someone said that yeah, I cut the line. Burglary, I committed a burglary, but no I one wrote cut down the his line. Name. No one apparently, all the records have been lost. In yeah, mm. must they must have done at some point? The records have have vanished ah. since. No one knows why the man felt necessary to cut the line, not even to the house that he was burgling. Perhaps it was just a very incompetent burglar, potentially got the wrong yeah, line possibly. or something. It could be <laughs> something like that. Jenny also has trouble accepting Chief Morris's belief that all traces of the children's body had been burned completely mm-hmm. in the fire. There had been plenty of other identifiable items, sort of bits, bits of furniture, household appliances and stuff like that that could be identified in the wreckage, but not a single piece of bone or anything, anything but shoes, a clothing, anything, shoe leather, yeah. anything like that. There was nothing. She found a newspaper account of a similar house fire that had killed a family of seven. Mm. Skeletal remains of all those victims were reported to have been found yeah. in that case. So so why is there no trace of her children? She goes on, she carries out an experiment by trying to burn oh, small God, parts God. of animal bones. Oh, she gets to, like chicken bones and pig bones and things and tries, mm-hmm. to, tries to burn them and she's completely unsuccessful. No matter how much gasoline and wood mm. and stuff, she, she cannot re- recreate... Temperatures hot enough to hmm. to completely get rid of bone,
0: and that's the thing is that you would think I don't know. I mean, I'm not an expert on such things, but God, one body, maybe, but there's what are five of there's them? Five, five of them have no trace whatsoever, yes. absolutely zero, absolutely zero trace of them in mm. a fire that is burned for only two hours.
1: Only a couple of hours, absolutely. I mean, she, she goes as so far she consults uh, a crematorium worker Ooh. from the next town over, and they tell her that you, you'll find bits of human bone yeah. even after a cremation. When bodies are burned at 1,000 degrees for two hours in a crematorium, you yeah. still get little bits and pieces that yeah. are left over. That is far hotter and far longer than the house fire yeah. would have would have burned. So she's absolutely convinced that something is something is really weird something Mm -hmm. is really weird here some accounts have also suggested that the wrong number phone call Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. somehow a are they home are they not home are they up sort of investigative sort of call Mm -hmm. sort of thing the woman apparently the woman who made the call was eventually tracked down and she said, oh, no, no, it's entirely... It was a wrong number. It was a wrong number. We were a bit uh. pissed at Christmas Eve. Yeah, just go, oh, my um, God, And yeah. so we called the wrong number. And that seems to have been accepted that, yes, that was just a, a wrong number call. Oh, I don't know. Just I find very, that very suspicious. very bizarrely coincidental that, that was there. You
0: just have a weird laugh. Yeah. She was saying everyone, and
1: I'm like, <laughs> she, was, she was a bit pissed at having, having a toast and trying to find someone on like, who hadn't arrived at their party.
0: God, bad timing then.
1: Yeah. Both George and Jenny were convinced that the children were not dead they were absolutely convinced that the, ch- the kid, they had been kidnapped wow. and the fire had been set deliberately the surviving children remembered a strange car that had been seen for a number of days before before the fire the occupants seem to be watching the younger children as they went to and from school mm. and things like that. They seem to be under observation. Mm. They remember this car. George suspected that it may have been the Mafia, the Sicilian Mafia, okay. <laughs> who had been responsible in retaliation for his political yes. fervour and yeah. his, his outspoken beliefs against Mussolini, thinking, okay, this is this is a retribution.
0: I mean, it seems a
1: lot. But, yeah. To kidnap mm-hmm. five children and burn a house down
0: it does you know I mean, seemed... they've done worse <laughs> well, 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 well absolutely successful absolutely. businessman yeah. yeah this has a lot of money a lot of sway a lot of influence
1: exactly this is someone who people listen to in the community mm. and yeah and as you say has got a lot of clout and a lot of lot of influence but it would so. be,
0: again sorry I mean, we may come on to this but you would understand if they just set the house on fire mm. and just when who dies dies yeah and there you go but why would they kidnap five children like you know unless they are going to hold them to ransom that's yeah. a lot of admin
1: yeah and there was no sort of after George saying yeah they're having received a uh, ransom yeah. or him saying I've, I've been told to shut up or something will happen to my children yeah There's it nothing... seems like
0: you would use that as a mean to an end yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah.
1: there was a bus driver who passed through Fayetteville late on that Christmas Eve and he said that he had seen some people throwing what he described as balls of fire <laughs> okay. to the sodder house. Right. Giving George more thought that okay, this fire hadn't been the result of an electrical wiring issue. Mm, it was had been exhausted. someone yeah. Yeah, someone had been chucking something at the house to set it on fire. <laughs> a few months later, the 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 Sylvia, the youngest one, she found a small Hard green ball-like object in the grounds mm. of the of, of the house. George remembered his wife's comments about something hitting the roof and then rolling, oh, yeah, rolling yeah. off. Mm. And George became convinced that this this whatever it was looked like a pineapple bomb, um, like a grenade, an Ooh, incendiary uh. device that someone had perhaps chucked at the house, mm, trying to set up, them isn't it? to set them on fire. A couple of witnesses came forward who even claimed to have seen the children after the fire. Ooh. One woman who witnessed the fire from the other side, from from the roadside, said she would seen children being driven away in a car. Said she had seen mm-hmm. a group she of didn't. children. <laughs> what she came forward and what was what was said.
0: Right, I saw children being driven away. Right, with their details, <laughs> there was a car and children. There, there was in a car, car and children. Saw it. I saw it.
1: They were in. They were being kidnapped, they were. Yep, you shit-stirring <laughs> troublemaker, that's yeah. where you are. Another woman who worked at a rest stop between Fayetteville and Charleston mm. said she had served the children breakfast the following day and remembered a car with Florida licence plates in okay. the parking lot. In 1947, George tried to interest the FBI in the investigation. Mm. Obviously, the local police were convinced it was just, uh, no, they're dead. Yeah. They're not there, stop causing trouble yeah so he gets hold of the fbi history yeah so george he writes to director jayga hoover (laughs) to try and get them interested hoover actually responds writing although i would like to be of service the matter related appears to be of local character Mm. and does not come within the investigative jurisdiction of the bureau Mm. he did add that if local authorities were requested the bureau's assistance he would send agents down to investigate the fayetteville police not that keen on asking the FBI to come, to come in. in and take a look at something they're convinced is nothing.
0: Or that they may have fucked up.
1: Or the, oh, well, that's very true. Or they may have fucked up. <gasps> it may be time for a wee drinky break.
0: Oh, it is! Before drinky, we continue drinky. with the
1: crazy case. I don't like this. <laughs> Let's get more drinks. more drinks. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
1: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Nick, we have our drinks. We have our drinks. We shake. (laughs) It's it's, It's, it's a really good story. It's good. It's interesting, but it's not happy.
0: Again, I'm not saying a lot because I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? What the is going on? Yeah, what's going on? It does seem... Like a tragedy at this point. It seems like an awful tragedy and that someone has attacked the house. Mm. They've they've made enemies somewhere. But yes, I do find it bizarre that there's no trace. And I'm sure one of our listeners could come through and say, listen, this this can happen. This can Mm. happen, that there is absolutely...
1: No trace Nothing. of a
0: body whatsoever, and they're younger children, yeah. I guess. So, I don't, I don't know if that makes any difference. They're smaller. Well, <laughs> I, I
1: suppose it's less dense, thinner bones, maybe. Well, Does possibly. that make a difference? Is it easier to. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, That's but a complete guess.
0: But yeah, there's a lot of strange circumstances around it. At the moment, it seems like it's a tragic house fire, but there's still questions and queries. There's, yeah,
1: exactly. It's the questions and queries that keep people, keep it in people's minds. So, there yeah. are so many unanswered questions questions that mm. they go down to the route they hire a private investigator go for it to have a look so a chap called cc tinsley
0: what, what <laughs> the what the what sorry was he in real demand over
1: christmas cc tinsley
0: cc tinsley hello could you please find out where santa is okay this is the last time i'm going to tell you i'm not doing these cases anymore
1: i'm a serious private investigator a serious serious man
0: now give me some eggnog
1: <laughs> so so tinsley tinsley he learns that the the insurance salesman who had made the threats to George of your house will burn down, your children will be destroyed. Had <laughs> he had been on the coroner's jury, who had declared the fire an accident, what? Which seemed a bizarre, odd coincidence. Which is like, do you need to That's... vet these people? Why a local insurance salesman, a, a, a member but didn't of the declare any interest, member of no the community? Oh my god! Yeah, apparently he was on the jury who declared the whole thing. An accident. Was well, he
0: doing the finger pyramid of evil Very possibly, the whole very po- time? Very possibly. He had
1: a big twirly moustache going on. <laughs> he had a, bo- a box of fire bill. just next yeah. to him. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll unleash it. I will. The box monster holds it. Yeah. He also learns of rumours that have been circulating around Fayetteville that even though the Chief Morris had reported that no remains had been found in the ashes, uh, that he had actually found a heart uh, in the ashes. And he had later packed into a metal box and had buried it this was the rumor that was going around town oh, Okay. george Sounds. and tinsley confront the chief with this yeah and the chief agrees to show the two where he has buried this metal box
0: oh, what he admits it
1: yes what they dig up the box and they yeah. take it to a local funeral director who examines the the contents and finds that it contains beef liver and the beef liver has never been exposed to fire. What the what? What? The chief later admits that the box had not come from the fire, unsurprisingly. Uh-huh. But he had placed it there, hoping that the sodders would find it and be satisfied that the, the missing children had died in the fire. Right. So, so he planted some evidence. <gasps> thinking or if they find this although how it's in helps if it's in a box i'm not entirely sure But that's
0: exactly what i was going to say is that, that the children took out their heart put it in a box, in and a and box. Went, well this will be helpful if we survive this. yeah no it must be that he planted the evidence in the wreckage and then went back
1: maybe yep thinking if, if they find this they'll go fine okay there's some remains then they must be gone whether he was trying to do and it in a it. compassionate sort of way thinking this will give them closure or it was some other Machiavellian sort of scheme. Has like, he ever
0: seen a heart? Again,
1: we don't know. Yeah, how they get a heart and a, a liver and, and a cow's liver mixed up? Um, yes, it's
0: beef liver. It's very different yes, from a heart. Yeah. He was like, "No, they'll never know. They're distraught. Mm. I'm going to lean into that."
1: But That's it's just—it's something that happened, which is incredibly odd and bizarre and weird.
0: And also, just take take the remains if you've got mm. it and burn them somewhere mm. else because that would burn. Fry it up with some brandy. <laughs> no. What? why bury that's no. That's yeah. just that's a whole level of ridiculous. Oh, d- of like, I planted evidence. Now let me plant it in this metal box and bury it. Yeah. And now I'm going to show you. Just deny it ever happened. It's odd. That's weird. In
1: August of 1949, George persuades a chap called Oscar Hunter. Now he's a, um, a pathologist from Washington. Seeking um, awards. <laughs> he is persuaded to come down to West Virginia and conduct a search. At, and the garden, the remains of what's left there, to go through it Do with it. a expert, detailed eye. They have a thorough search. It takes them days and days and days Ooh. to properly go through everything, during which they find several small bone fragments Okay. in the remains. They are determined to be human vertebrae
0: okay.
1: from the spine. Now, the bone fragments are sent to a specialist at the Smithsonian Institution. Very bones. And they are all confirmed to be from the same person, the same individual. Mm-hmm. It's also estimated that the victim's age would have been somewhere between sixteen and twenty-two. Of this person, right. there, the oldest missing child, Maurice Sodder, had been fourteen at the time.
0: Is that just an anomaly, or is that? Just...
1: But... It was also determined that the bones had no signs of burning on them, at all. What the fuck? Who the fuck were these bones from? Whose whose bones were these? No one knows.
0: <laughs> so they found those in the garden. In
1: the garden, that yeah, the bull, the remains the, the of the house. The Baldos, they dug
0: it up. Did he di- accidentally dig up someone else's bones?
1: Maybe so. Well, just
0: like oh, put some soil in there, and there was just like someone was standing and like oh shit, I've buried a corpse over
1: there. <laughs> yeah, ex- pretty much exactly that was just some soil from a a nearby cemetery when they were making the garden, or was it brought from back, years and, years, back, and, years, years, and years, years and years and years and years back? Going on was just dumped there, and then they happened to find these bits of bone that were then identified, but.
0: Oh God! The hope that it must but, have given well, them going, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is this is my child. And they go, oh, okay, this, it's not the right age. It's not and the right age, not been and
1: they've not been they've not been through a fire. Now all these investigations it attracts huge media attention. Mm. All this and it causes the state police to sort of take a new look at the case, and they do yeah. they reopen the case. They go through George's evidence and the theories yeah. and things that he and various private investigators have have dug up. But they still can't, they can't find anything. There's mm. nothing there concrete. By 1950, the governor and the superintendent of the state police told George and Jenny that the case, they actually use the word, is hopeless. Mm. They cannot find anything. The FBI then decide it has jurisdiction. Yay. It thinks that well, if it is a kidnapping, it's an across state lines mm. thing. So therefore, they have jurisdiction over this. They roll into town. They, they roll into town. They drop the case after two years. They can find nothing new at all. But the Sodom themselves, they don't give up. They offer a $5,000 reward for any Mm. information. That is soon doubled to Mm $10,000. Then in 1952, they put up a billboard at the site of the house and another alongside Route 60. As well with pictures of the missing children and a plea for information. The billboards bring in sightings from all over the country, really. One woman, an Ida Crutchfield, uh, who ran a hotel in Charleston, claims to have seen the children a week after they disappeared. She said the children had come in around midnight with two men and two women who looked Italian.
0: Oh, God, come on. <laughs> she said that she, she
1: had tried to speak with the children, uh, but one of the men had looked at her and given a really hostile stare. In a very Italian um, way. Um, and then it? had begun talking rapidly in Italian to one of the, the women. Yeah, of course, the group yes, yeah. then left early the following morning. Again, please take her account with... Really? Really, did you? Really that's very did you? Do did you, did you have any really? records or information?
0: There?
1: <laughs> George follows up numerous leads mm. himself. There's a woman in, from St. Louis, Missouri, who claims Martha was being held in a convent. Held in held a convent. Held in a convent. Held. He He'll go, take he, to the Lord. He tra- he travels the city. He goes to the convent. She's not there.
0: The convent are like no, no, we don't no, do
1: that. no. We don't we don't have your kidnapped daughter here. We and, don't uh, kidnap children. No. The priests
0: do other stuff, but uh, never mind. Yeah.
1: He also follows up with a man in Texas who claims to have overheard two people making incriminating statements about a fire that had happened on Christmas Eve in West Virginia some years before. He also follows up on a tip from Houston that two of his sons were in Texas. Nope. None of these come to mm. anything. Then in 1968, 23 years after the fire, Jenny receives a letter that has been sent from Central City in Kentucky. Okay. Inside is a photograph of a young man. On the back was written, Louis Sodder. I love brother Frankie. Little boys. 890132. What? What? Who knows? It's bizarre. It's a bizarre. It's a bizarre it's a phrase. Collection of things. Yes, absolutely. But obviously, Louis Sodder, one, yeah, yeah, one of the one of the missing him. children, and the the parents they are they are convinced that this is what Louis would look like mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. twenty three years later. This is what he would have grown up to be. The authorities thinks it is a cruel, horrid yeah. hoax that has been played.
0: You'd, you'd sort of cling on to any piece of hoax. Well, there, absolutely. You?
1: George and Jenny thought say this they know this is this is their son this is their son they hire another private investigator to go to central city go and find out where this mm. has come from find the man in the photograph find out who sent the photograph the investigator leaves west virginia with his fee and is never heard from oh again.
0: no oh <laughs> this is it's all it's, it's, heart, it's, it's, hard, it's
1: <laughs> george dies on the 16th oh. of august 1969 at the oh, age of birthday.
0: 73
1: yes <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> it wasn't me. yes a bit a bit before you uh, <laughs> thank you for clarifying that yes. yeah, it was a bit before, a bit, before. A bit before Jenny and the surviving children they continue to hunt for answers to mm. their questions after George's death Jenny wears black for the rest of her life she's mm. in mourning for the rest of her life yeah. she continues to tend to the garden um, mm. that they had set up Jenny herself she dies on the 15th of February 1989 okay. at the age of 85 age. after her death the family finally take down the weathered billboards <sighs> that have been lining the the roadsides the youngest child sylvia she died in 2021 at the age wow. of 79 okay. so if any of her siblings had survived the fire they would be long have been... long yeah. dead by that by then mm. no one knows for sure what has happened to the five sodder children They may well likely have perished in a fire, Mm. a tragic house fire in 1945, but with so many unanswered questions. The case remains a genuine unsolved mystery.
0: Da-da-da! And there we go. Wow. That's
1: a lot going on there.
0: There is! (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, had no information on the Sodder Children, had heard of the case, and people mentioning going, oh, it's a thing about children. I was like, oh, okay, we'll look into that. Wow. oh. It it does seem to me that it is a tragic accident.
1: I'm think, I'm probably inclined to agree that it is something, but is there are so many weird little tangents and things. It does yeah. make you think that what if something untoward was happening? There's well, all the doubt tracks. in your mind.
0: It is yeah to go. If it's a tragic accident, exactly what it is is that who set the fire? What happened? Yeah. Why was their house burned down? Was it because the dad? was just talking and spouting off things mm. about Mussolini and annoyed some other people yep. and the jealousy of him being a successful businessman, we've seen it before, burned the house down. And some of them got out and some of them didn't. Mm. And if you are going to maliciously set a fire, you'll move the ladder and you'll disable Disabled the trucks. The
1: trucks and yeah. things like that. Absolutely. So it does
0: seem like it's an arson attempt to yeah. kill them all. And they luckily woke up. Some of them. Yeah. The fact you know the fact that the the fire brigade don't come out in time is a bit weird. It does seem like disorganisation. I think
1: that is probably more disorganisation, a lack of manpower. It's Christmas yeah. Eve, everyone's a bit pieces. There are skeleton stuff as it is, so yeah. I, mad- I don't think there's anything, yeah, untoward going on there apart from just yeah disorganisation and unpreparedness.
0: But the the idea that. There's no trace of them, yeah, and this is where we need people to weigh in, really, because people you know with, with more experience more knowledge or have studied this or, or are, you know genuinely work for the fire service or anything like that, as you said they they, they consulted experts, mm. no trace whatsoever, no or trace. was it just sloppily investigated? Well,
1: there is that, and but that's but they then had that subsequent investigation, but a number of years had passed since yeah, but you would still expect
0: you'd find something you would find something and then why is this guy planting beef liver? On the site that's to kind of get, as a heart, that 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 wouldn't survive. Mm. Like a bone would survive. Yeah, bit, a bit of
1: bone, but a, yeah, the fleshy internal organ. That's one of the first things that's going to burn up.
0: Who's doing that? So that's the thing, is it, was it a malicious attack on the family and that certain people in the neighbourhood mm. knew about it or would warn to keep your mouth shut yeah. or just to, to push it away? The idea that they were kidnapped, to, to what end, apart
1: from the... Just- cause anguish (laughs) that's the only end i can see there's no yeah there's no sort of ransom demand or keep your mouth shut or anything like that well human trafficking well yes
0: which is a bold attempt to do that but then the youngsters to get them and the
1: human slave trade it can that's, happen that's a that's a dark thought i hadn't had well, it, <laughs> but you're I mean, not wrong
0: yeah. you know i mean normally it wouldn't be five kids that you'd st- well would it i don't, I don't know, know i don't know yes not um, such that things. would be the only reason that mm. i could think of that mm. they wouldn't have a ransom demand if it was the mafia taking them mm. they'd be like well we're using this as leverage mm. and then all those sightings is just people
1: i think it's yeah one of their five way. minutes of
0: god yeah it's so sad and unfortunately you can well imagine that the parents would cling to just anything desperate absolutely and yeah. if there was the slightest thing that was off, you would go, Well, there's maybe some hope that my children are alive. Mm. And you probably would cling to that. But yeah, there's enough weird stuff. It's enough, enough There's just it's just stuff. enough
1: um things that are just a bit off that make you think yeah. it's not as cut and dry as it as it could be. Given uh, the
0: the number of deaths mm. involved, weirdly, this sounds like a horrible thing to say, but you know, if it was one child or two you could understand that it would be a bit bungled and maybe the question mm, five? five, you would pull out all that. You would be like, this is, this is massive. Yeah. This is a, p- unbelievable that this happened. And yet it seems so slapdash. Mm. shivers, shivers, mm. Nick. Well, what do you think people? What do you think of the mystery of the Sodder children? Do you believe that this was a genuine tragic accident? A maliciously started fire in which the children perished a electrical fault? wiring or do you think the children survived? Do you mm. think the children are elsewhere? Something more untoward was happening. There may be many more theories and ideas about it. Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode wherever you listen to it. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, your musings, your conspiracy theories mm. around it as well. Is there a whole angle we haven't considered, or that we should consider, or we should throw in to make it more cheery? Bigfoot took them. I don't know. Yes.
1: Something to make it more cheery, please. <laughs> yes,
0: and they're living happily in the woods. Yes, they had a lovely old time. Big feet. Juniors. juniors. Big feet juniors. yeah, there we are. Let's there we that. are. But while you are musing about what could have happened in this famous case, you should maybe mix up Maybe maybe, a maybe. fireman sour. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> there are there are more exciting cocktails out there. Yeah. It it
0: fit perfectly with the story. Fire, fireman. (laughs) And like the fireman in the story, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. (laughs) That is
1: is absolutely true. Disappointing fireman. It looked
0: very pretty. And I think we didn't, we we chose not to remake this cocktail. Maybe with spiced rum, as you said, or dark rum.
1: That could be interesting. That could be worth a try.
0: It's an easy one to make. So if you are making it over the weekend, we'll put the recipe out this evening. But try a variation on it.
1: Yes, I agree. Give it a go. Can you improve upon it? Let me know your improvements and we'll mix it up.
0: And solve the case while you're doing it. And solve the case while you're doing it. Absolutely. Thank you. If you haven't already, please come and join us on Patreon if you're able and please consider leaving us a review on Apple iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts, please leave them a nice review if you can. And also send us suggestions of more stories and more content you'd like to hear from us across the festive season Mm. or beyond, especially into 2024. (laughs) Next week is our Christmas special. We are still taking suggestions of stories we can cover. They don't have to be Christmas related, but they could be pretty big. What do you think? Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the poisonous cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you.